Good evening. Before we get to this week's installment of Daddy Potter, we must address a magical complaint we received from a listener. They asked how Elon Musk is both a character in Daddy Potter and Hemroin Musk is also in Daddy Potter. It's quite simple. They it's, are. They, yeah. It's just they. It's they are. Maybe it's a good question. Maybe they're related. It's a good question. It's a good question. The way I see it yeah. is either they're related or we're dealing mm. with um, some kind of a like maybe a part of his psyche fragmented and like you know multi mask universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or Zeus pulled like when Elon like reached into his square head and pulled out a part of himself and that became Hemroin. That's another interpretation. Or. It could be some kind of fatherly tulpa. Yeah, I think it's more of a fatherly tulpa. That's to answer your question. And thanks for your complaints. Yes. Please keep them coming. Yes. Also, just pay a little more attention because absolutely, if you listen closely, you'll find there are no inconsistencies. It all makes sense. And there's nothing it all confusing makes sense. about it all any makes of it. Sense. It all makes perfect it sense. It all makes sense. To those with eyes that yeah. see and ears to hear. And now, Daddy Potter and the Divorcerer's Stone and the Divorcerer of Azkaban and also the Divorced Goblet of Fire. And the Order of the, the Phoenix and the Stepson Prince. And the Chamber of Secret Files you weren't supposed to look at. Chapter 7. The Arrival at Hogdad's. Chuffed the train as it settled into the station at Hogdad's University. Baby Tap Tim opened his eyes and yawned. Oh, I can't believe we're here. Get up, Rob, for he had been using Rob as a pillow. Scurrying and bustling, the platform was soon covered in the berobed magical fathers, fedoras and trunks trundling along, packed with USB cables and magical Furbies. For you were allowed one fluffy friend as part of your inventory for your first year of school. Disembarkingly, the boys disembarked from the train and looked at the most glorious train station they had ever been on. There were no in-person attendants. It was all electric and everyone was backed up behind the one machine that you had to use to get out and it wasn't working properly. Just then, across the heads of all the tiny baby dads, they saw a familiar hulking figure lumber towards them in a giant moleskinned coat with zero big bushy hair coming out of his perfectly smooth pale skin. Good to see you too, baby dads made it to Ogdad! Squeaked Gagrid. And he fell over. Twenty minutes later, they had gotten the 18-foot-tall men sitting upright and leaning against the ticket machine. Gangrin, I didn't know we'd see you here again so soon. Why, are you a teacher here? Oh, no, I was fired. Gangrin, but why were you fired? Gross negligence. Anyhow, it's so good to see you again. We had a wonderful time on the train. We talked to Watto and Jar Jar Binks, and we made Rob eat some trash we found under the seat. Yes, and we also made an enemy or two. Oh, you stay away from those pesky little dogs. There's an entire house inside this place just for people like them. I know all about this, said Hormoin, throwing back her hair plugs magnificently. The school was founded by four impressive tech luminaries many thousands of years ago. Stephen Dorr, Googlepuff, Jeff and Claw, and Slithergates. 
baby dads who start their first year at Hogdad's School of Magical Fathers get sorted into one of four houses depending on whether they are brave, very generic and boring, smart or evil. When we get to dinner tonight there will be a magical process where they'll take one look at us and judge us for the rest of our lives. Good, said Tep Ted. I can hardly wait to find out my future, just as long as I don't get sorted into the evil house. Yes, or any of the bad ones, really. Yes, yeah, I don't want the other two. I personally yeah. would like to be in the good house, yes, I think. me too. Ideally. The, the hero's house, please. Suddenly, a pair of voices appeared behind them speaking in unison. Here's hoping you, you make, make it, it into, into Stephen Dor with, with us. They spun around and saw two very tall, very athletic strapping young men with the most gloriously bright shocks of red hair. Hello, we're, we're the, the Winklevoss, Winklevoss twins. twins. That's our thick-skulled little baby brother, Rob, they said noogieingly as they grabbed his head and rubbed their knuckles into his orange hair. Oh, get off, said Rob. Oh, these two have a bit of a reputation around Ogdads as troublemakers, said Gangrene, woozily. They're known for coming up with all sorts of crazy schemes and trying to raise outlandish sums of money for their crypto deals. Oh, guilty as charged. That's right. Wow, Rob, I didn't know you had two cool brothers. Yes, I've actually got quite a few brothers. Due to the fact that I'm poor and we all have lots of children. Well, that's enough of that, said Baby Tep Ted. I'm bored and I want to get sorted into my house. All right, boys, just into these boats. What boats? Why didn't we just take the train all the way to the castle? It's tradition. The first years always have to go on the wet and wild ride. Gangrid, why is it called the wet and wild ride? But before he could finish, Gangrid had hoisted the two baby dads and thrown them in the water. That's why they call it. Dunkingly, he pushed them under the water for a little while while laughing. Gangrin, please don't stop. stop. Please stop. They spluttered. I see now why you were fired from the school. Fair enough, fair enough. All right, into the boats. He plopped the two baby dads and all the other first years after giving them a quick dunk into all the boats. And magically, they set off across the big, beautiful, spangly, night-sparkled lake towards the looming castle in front of them. In the thousands of windows twinkled and glinkled thousands of Hugh Smart Home Bulbs set to flash along with the soundtrack that was playing, which was the theme song. Yes. My gosh, said Baby Tim. Why, look, what's that below the surface of the lake? One big, dark, fathomless, endlessly eternal eldritch eye was poking out at them from a pale visage. They saw a very small crew cut and a t-shirt. Oh, that's just Squid Suck. He's that magical squid who lives inside the lake. He's got some scam on with the twins, you see. One single tentacle raised above the water and waved on the little baby dad first years as their boats bobbed and bibbled across the surface of the lake up towards the looming castle. Look how happy he looks. Not so long ago, the GD Ministry of Magical Fathers dragged him before Congress and made him answer for some of his crimes. The poor SOB nearly dried out, but he's back in his natural habitat now. Bless his soul. 
The two baby dads marveled at how Gangrid could look at the most grotesque creature in the world with eyes of pure love. He must be some sort of pervert. Yes. Suddenly the boat bumped to a stop at the edge of the lake. Scuffling, the first years clambered out and up the broad steps and into the antechamber in front of the great hall. There to meet them was a severe, staunch-looking woman with a proud and very tight bun on the top of her head. Well, if it isn't another group of POS baby dads! My name's Professor Bionicle, and you're about to get sorted into the four great houses of this here castle. And magically, she pushed open the doors, revealing a gigantic banquet hall full of all the other second through seventh year baby dads in the school. Swivelingly and turningly, a screech of chairs met them as everyone pivoted to look at the fresh new baby dad meet about to walk into the halls. Baby Tep Tim and Baby Tep Ted noticed that as they walked, a murmur went through the crowd. Oh, yeah, look at that Xbox, uh, Scar. Oh, that, there, I that, can't believe that, it's that there, the famous Xbox, Scar. Oh, they're the, oh, one they're one the, ones. the ones who killed Bill. Uh, killed Bill. Uh, oh, my God. Whose computer shall not be bought. Oh, yeah, pretty Yes, hello, said Baby Tim. Hello. Yes, yes, it's us. It's us. Hi. A few people stood up and started clapping. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's right. Just then... Professor Bionicle's booming voice snapped them back to attention. First years, go straight to the front right now as you're about to get sorted. Many of the baby dads were afraid, but not Tim and Ted, because they were rich. And they knew they could probably get sorted into any place they wanted. Trudgingly, the baby first years walked towards the front of the dining hall. And even though they were already very, very small and babies. They felt especially small with all the eyes looking at them. Why, they almost felt as if they could live inside a man's pocket. As they made their way to the front of the hall, a vast front-facing table of all the teachers and staff loomed in front of them. There was Gangrin, allowed to sit at the table, but sitting on the floor, he didn't have a chair. Right next to him was a man with a severe beady looking expression on his haughty face, all dressed in black. Just then, Hemorrhoid said, that's Professor Snake, the one with the permanent stink eye. Everyone thinks he's evil, but he has a job here and no one knows why. And he's in love with your mum. Yes, he's in love with your mother. And more than anything, he secretly wants the job of defense against the dark tep. Well, why doesn't he have that job? said Baby Tim. Because he already has it. And fingeringly, she pointed at a sort of skittish-looking man sitting at the other end of the table. He had a shrewd little face and a sort of quivering way about him. Truth be told, he looked more like a terrier than anything else. That's Professor Cookle. He's the brand new Defense Against the Dark Tep teacher, and everyone says he's very good, even though he's quite skittish, and he's got a face on the back of his head. Underneath that giant turban. Wow. Also, there were other teachers there. There was a fat one that taught about plants, and, and there was a... Yeah. Uh, there was a hippie one who did astrology who smelt bad because she was a hippie. There was like a little troll man yes, who did... Yes, a tiny troll uh, man some, uh, who something. did some swishing and flicking and... Baby Tep Ted turned to Hormoin and said... I'm bored. 
When do we get sorted? Just then, the last of the figures on the large staff table stood up. An old, wizened, trustworthy, beautiful, sexy, fit, but kind of old, with half-moon spectacles and a twinkle in his eye. Man stood up, tapped his glass as the room hushed, and said, My name is Dumbledore Linguini. I know some of you half as well as I like to, and I know half of you twice as well as I ought to like to. The room went up with a murmur because they all got the reference. I am the headmaster of Hogdad School of Medical Baby Harvest. And now I must welcome you to another year of magical learning. But before you can all dig in to our large feast, I must first sort our newest members in the four great houses of this school. Oh, good. All right, you little baby dads. Get in line, for you're about to have your entire future dictated by an arbitrary one of four decision made by a magical hat. Oh, wonderful, said Baby Tep Tim. I can't wait, said Baby Tep Ted. And they looked, and could it be that they were imagining it? No. Dumbledad Linguini turned and definitely gave them a wink that said, we're very good friends. We just don't ultimately, ultimately we don't have that much time. time. I can't I show can't you favoritism time. and I love you. Oh, I can't wait to get sorted, said Baby Tep Tim, and gleefully he walked to the front of the room, wondering which house he would end up in. The end of chapter, chapter seven. Seven. Join us next week for chapter eight. The Sorting Google Glass.